0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Collider Daily's, your number one stop for movie and TV news and discussion. I'm John Aljets, and joining me is...
1: Maggie Lovett, who happens to like movie news and television news and all sorts of discussions.
0: I mean, I would certainly hope so, considering, uh, you know, <laughs> what you spend all your time doing. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing?
0: I am sleepy.
1: <laughs> That's a very relatable sensation.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, it is what it is. But anyways, today on the show, we're going to be talking about Disney and Fortnite and all of that sort of business with investment and all that sort of stuff. We're going to be talking about uh, Knuckles News. We're also going to be, Maggie, you're going to be reviewing Lisa Frankenstein for us at the end of the show. How excited are you for that?
1: So excited. I love that movie so much. (laughs)
0: But before we get into your thoughts, let's get through the news first. Let's talk about Disney investing $1.5 billion into Epic Games, uh, the makers of Fortnite. That is a huge chunk of change. That is actually the most money that they have yet. Or at least it is reportedly the most money that they have yet ever invested into anything related to gaming, which is huge. And the possibilities here for what that could mean as far as their collaboration with Fortnite or just their investment into Unreal Engine is pretty freaking big. Obviously, on one on one side, you have the Fortnite collaboration. So many you know opportunities to have you know Disney skins in Fortnite, which they already have a lot, but this could open the door for just an absolute deluge of disney related cosmetics in the game and all that sort of stuff that's definitely probably the 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 thing that most people are talking about when it comes to this news, but there's also the fact that pouring that money into epic games is going to help bolster Unreal Engine, which is what they use for things for things involving the volume so how they filmed the mandalorian how they filmed parts of ahsoka all that sort of stuff that is technology that they seem to really be putting a lot of faith into so maggie what are your thoughts pertaining to this do you think that this is a gameplay or do you think this is a tech play
1: Uh, I do think that it is a tech play. Um, I'm obviously happy to see somebody investing in the gaming industry, um, especially on this scale, uh, because obviously the last few months have been pretty brutal for the gaming industry. Um, I will say I do kind of feel like I'm going to break out in hives every time Fortnite gets mentioned because I still have like war flashbacks from like the whole Rise of Skywalker debacle with (laughs) watch parts of it. Fortnite. That was a weird era. Um, I do tend to think Fortnite is a bit overrated, which may be my controversial opinion. And and this is no knock to people who like Fortnite. I am going to sound like an ageist here, but I tried playing Fortnite at the start of the pandemic with some friends, and I genuinely felt like I needed to be approximately fourteen years old to be playing the game. It just something about it felt so like teenage, preteen, like kid to it so I do think in that regards this is a really smart play for Disney because I do think Fortnite tends to skew to the younger demographic which currently doesn't really have like a Disney channel thing to like get invested in Disney in the way that like you and I did when we were younger. So I think that this is also a really smart marketing ploy because then you're going to get them invested in characters that they're like using their skins for and stuff in the game. And then they're going to go and maybe watch it on Disney plus, or it's going to make them want to go to Disney world. You know, for me, kingdom hearts was that I still remember the first time that I saw the Disney 411 about the making of kingdom hearts. And I instantly went to, my mom. And I was like, I want to play this game. And I was never really like a Disney kid. Like, sure. I like Lion King. I like Beauty and the Beast, those kind of movies as a kid. But I, I wasn't like a Disney kid. And that trailer, that, like, going behind the scenes of how they were making Kingdom Hearts, like, resonated with me. And I wanted to play that game. And then it became something that I still love now into my 30s. And, like, I'm still buying stuff at the Disney parks related to Kingdom Hearts. Like, that made me want to go to Disney World more than anything else, maybe except for, like, the Full House episode when they get went to Disney World. That made me want to go to Disney World, too. But I think that this, like, there's a, a multi-level... Uh, of like smart investment here for Disney. Uh, Cause this is kind of speaking to a generation of kids that doesn't have the same access to Disney content, the way that we did.
0: So, Speaking of kingdom hearts, I know that I mentioned on a previous episode because this came, this is actually the second time this week that kingdom hearts has come up. Uh, my, my thing with kingdom hearts and why I think I never really dove into it too much was because I wasn't a Disney kid. Mm. Uh, And my interest in Kingdom Hearts came from the Final Fantasy side of Kingdom Hearts, which very quickly they like stopped really putting any effort into including. Uh, So as their connection to Final Fantasy disappeared, so did my connection.
1: It's so funny because I had no knowledge of Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts was my first introduction to that uh you and, and a
0: lot of people
1: yeah that was like my very first introduction and i know i think i was it you that got mad at how i referred to leon <laughs> because and it, which like- is
0: funny because <laughs> like I hate Final Fantasy VIII, and I hate Squall. So, like, I shouldn't be upset at you calling him Leon, but it's like, that's not his name. I, I will never understand why they did like
1: that. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts.
0: I didn't hate him voicing the character. I'll, I'll at least give him that. But anyways, back on the topic at hand, the Fortnite thing. I think definitely this is, if, if it is a play for Fortnite, it is going to definitely be... You know, it's a big advertising thing. It's a big push for a younger demographic. Because even though there are people of all ages who play Fortnite, I know people my age who play Fortnite. I know people older than me who play Fortnite. I know a lot more people who are younger than me, though, who play Fortnite. It is something that skews a little bit more towards the slightly younger demographic, the sort of teenage years. Um, But that being said, I feel like this is going to be something that is going to be You know, it's very much like, hey, we want to support Fortnite, but also, like, make Unreal better so that our films can look prettier and look better, and the volume and all that technology, we can help advance that and, you know, save us a buttload of money because we don't have to film on location because we have this, like, super high def, super fast rendering volume, and we can just do that instead. We'll just have to see with time and see how that kind of, turns out i will say on the whole i think this is a net positive um for all sorts of things again for the tech and also for the gaming side of things as you said it hasn't been a fantastic year for gaming just across the board epic has kind of been insulated from that a little bit just because fortnite is such a cash cow but you know it just it's it's a good thing regardless. Uh, going into the chat here real quick. Uh, speaking of Disney, we did get the surprise news that Moana two is coming out November this year. We actually I actually debated having that as a topic uh, today, that which is why I want to address this in chat a little bit, just because we aren't going to do it as a topic. And the reason why we're not going to do it as a topic is because there just wasn't really much to that outside of just hey Moana two is coming. Here's like a shot of some feet and water. <laughs> Have fun, uh. But yes, that is that is pretty cool to see. Um, have we heard anything? Have we heard anything about the live action Moana that they talked about a while back?
1: But I will say I am really excited for Moana too because Bear and Barlow are the ones doing the music for it. Um, obviously of TikTok acclaim for their Bridgerton musical they came up with during the pandemic. <laughs> um, phenomenal um composers and lyricists. So I am really excited to see that. Um controversially, I'm not a huge fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda. So uh, I know everybody was like, oh no, he's not coming back. And then I was like, Ooh, <laughs> this duo that I do like their, their stuff is uh, stepping into that role. So I am curious to see about that.
0: that will be good. So yeah, yeah I did want to address that a little bit. Thanks for bringing that up there, Steve. Uh, so let's roll on to our next topic, which is uh, the Knuckles series trailer, uh, which we got this morning. So, Knuckles, obviously a character from Sonic the Hedgehog. It seems like he's getting his own spinoff off based off the movies. This is going to be a six episode series on Paramount Plus that is going to reportedly be set between the events of Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 with Sonic two Sonic 3 coming out. Is that later this year or is that early next year?
1: I think it's next year, but don't quote me on that.
0: Hmm. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be focusing on Idris Elba's Knuckles, the Echidna, and it seems like he's going to be going on a whirlwind adventure to find himself and all that sort of wonderful coming of age sort of stuff. Maggie, did you watch the trailer? What did you think about it? Do you have any thoughts, predictions, feelings? Um, Anger? Rage?
1: (laughs) I don't really think much about Sonic the Hedgehog at all. Um, that was never uh, a game that I was interested in as a kid. And I like, yay, James Marsden was in the movies. I love him. Yay for him. They filmed in Vancouver. All of my favorite locations were used in the the shooting of it. Um, I'm happy for people who like Knuckles. I don't really have much to say on it. Um, I think it's fun that, like, obviously the Sonic movies were such a hit that they're making TV shows. Um, you know, a great creative team. Obviously, Idris Elba would listen to him read the phone book. So, I mean. <laughs> but, no, I really, I honestly, this is kind of in the same world as, like, Despicable Me, where I'm just, like, happy for people who are happy about it. <laughs> I have.
0: Uh- Honestly, the thing about the trailer that surprised me the most is the fact that Idris Elba is actually doing it. Like, with with something like this, with a series, and with Edru, Idris, who seems to be constantly, just constantly busy, constantly seems to be doing stuff. This seemed like the sort of project where I would have expected them to bring in, like, a sound-alike instead of actually using Idris. But having him come back, I think, is, is super cool. Um, and we'll just have to see what this might mean. I,
1: character too. I think that's part of it. Like, he yeah like a big nerd about sonic the hedgehog and honestly i have to say like i i really like that the people who are involved with sonic seem to like unabashedly love that they're in it like even the fact that jim carrey wants to keep coming back and you know that role is like really cool and
0: yeah even though he's like retired he's like now i'll come back yeah. for right
1: he used to have that rule where he would never do sequels and now he's done a trilogy essentially um i think that's really cool i think it's it's fun to see actors that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be like emotionally invested in like a role in a essentially a kid's thing um yeah love doing it that makes me happy
0: Well, I will say that if, if filming behind the scenes is, is as fun as the movies wind up being, because to me, that's, that's what they are. They're just, they're just super fun. Um, they're not like, you know, massive tour de force, like award winning. They're never going to be nobody ever expected that from Sonic, but they are a lot of fun. And if filming and producing these things is as fun as they wind up being, I could 100% understand why people are super jazzed to be involved. Uh, I will say the, the Knuckles series, though, does have me kind of wondering, like, what is Knuckles? How is Knuckles going to play into Sonic 3? Is he going to have a lesser role because he's maybe this series overlaps with the events of Sonic 3 so maybe he's not in it as much i don't know we'll have to see maybe sonic maybe knuckles will feed directly into sonic 3 and we'll get some more setup for shadow who's going to be appearing in in sonic 3 uh but that's a whole rabbit hole that i could go down that only like me and the like four sonic nerds who dare to watch this show would care to listen to so that's where we will leave it i will say i loved i loved the trailer i thought it looked like a ton of fun and it looks like something that i'm going to really enjoy watching uh and maggie apparently uh has no opinion one way or the other
1: (laughs) it's just not for me and that's okay not everything needs
0: to be for everyone and it's and it is okay for someone to not like something
1: and it's or not it's that enough. I don't like it, I'm just ambivalent to it. Yeah. It's like, it's it's a thing that's like there if I want to watch it. I mean, I've seen the, I saw the first Sonic because I like James Marsden. Um, and I also wanted to see like the Tief debacle um, <laughs> and see how that panned out.
0: Where um, do you, where do you fall on the conspiracy theory that... The the bad CGI Sonic in the first film was never ever actually intended to be used, and they put that out with the intention of generating hype for the movie.
1: Um, I don't believe in that conspiracy because there were VFX people who talked about how that like backlash caused them to have to do so much extra work. Um, and given how overworked VFX people are, like, well, obviously, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah. It was just an unfortunate thing, and I think ultimately it probably came down to, like, somebody approved designs, and then, like, you know, things happen. Things have to move quickly in that that world. Um, so, unfortunately, it just meant people had to do extra work, which is never a fun thing.
0: I have no idea who possibly could have approved that design. Like who looked at that and thought that was a good idea?
1: I will say the one thing that I do like about the Sonic movies is that they filmed largely in Fort Langley and Vancouver, which is like one of my favorite places I've ever been to. Um, so it is nice to like be like, oh, look, there's that. Oh, look, they filmed in Steveston. Look, there's my fucking bay, Like, like all the little things. And I'm like, <sighs> memories. It's a, it's beautiful. And so I that to that credit, I will give Sonic that credit.
2: So.
0: Anyways, uh now let's move on to talking about something, Maggie. That you do have some uh some opinions on, and you do have some thoughts and feelings on. So you got the chance to see Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, I actually be- believe you missed out on an episode of Dailies to go watch it.
1: It is true. It was a yeah. mid afternoon screening back in January, uh, and this is going to be a spoiler free review. So if you haven't seen it yet. Buy your tickets. Um, I think there's early screenings tonight, and then obviously it comes out officially tomorrow. Highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to talk generalizations.
0: Well, hit me with your like. First, <laughs> let's let's start this off. Hit me with your like back of the box blurb. Like, if if they were to quote you on the Blu-ray, what would be the 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 quote?
1: This is a movie for the girly pops who grew up obsessed with Lydia Dietz and Beetlejuice that have frequently quoted, you know, my life is a dark room. I have a poster of that over there. Um, This is also for the girls that used to spend lots of time on Tumblr looking at the my daguerreotype boyfriend page that used to share like old pictures of hot dead guys um and this is for the cemetery girls everywhere um which i am uh this is also for monster romance lovers which will come as a no surprise to anyone who has watched previous episodes of collider daily so that is 100 percent up my alley uh and i think that was kind of the biggest surprise coming into lisa frankenstein because i didn't necessarily know if we were going to get a happily ever after type of story just because there's a lot of stuff that happens in this that would make you think oh no this is going to end badly. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say there's a happily ever after type of situation happening, because I think that is something that is so important in media today. We do not get a lot of happily ever afters and things. Uh, And so I think that's a big sell for people going into this that don't want to come out of it super depressed. Uh, And so this movie was just like a neon joy. It was so 1980s. Um, If anybody has been on TikTok for like the last couple of years and have, has watched the videos that Maris puts, out that are like these fun like different eras vibes it's very much aesthetically similar to her stuff um, which is just like exactly the kind of like eye candy that I like to um, kind of consume and there's not a lot of that except for the movies that are in the 80s and this feels like a movie that somebody has unearthed a VHS of from the 1980s that never actually went to theaters and has like put it out because it it feels so perfectly situated within the 1980s which is when it's set um and yeah it's everything i think it's a little bit more than the back of the box at blurb that you were asking yeah about. that
0: was a, that was a very long very very long that was like That was like an insert into the DVD case that they had to put in. And it's like a three page long thing. Although if anybody from the studio is listening, which we know you are, uh, there's probably a poll in there somewhere. So I hope you wrote that down. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: Brevity and I are not friends and that is okay.
0: (laughs) That's fine. Uh, So let's, let's get into it a little bit. So obviously uh, Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse are our two leads here. How did they do?
1: they're phenomenal so obviously like i am of an era where i'm also only like a couple years younger than cole sprouse but when i think cole sprouse i think the sweet life of zach and cody that is still kind of where i am obviously he had riverdale um but this is such a really uh different performance for him because um by design he doesn't really have any dialogue and so he's doing a lot of like physical performance and like facial performance and stuff. And he does it so well. He pulls off all of this like communication um, with Catherine's character, Lisa, in a way that you don't necessarily notice that there's no dialogue because you're understanding the, the he's conveying the emotions and kind of helping to push the plot along through his physical performance in a lot of ways. And Catherine is just phenomenal. I think I've loved her in everything I've seen her in. Um, obviously one of my favorite roles of her was uh, Society, the the canceled Netflix series. Um, but she's just such a talented actress. Um, and she really carries as the lead for this. Um, and again, very much fits into this like 1980s aesthetics that a lot of us like gravitate towards characters like Lydia Dietz and um I'm blanking on the character's name and like Edward is or him, but it's very much that kind of um, burton-esque uh lead
0: role late 80s yeah. early 90s winona Ryder,
1: yeah basically yeah, yeah. she's hitting that sweet spot spot really well
0: and uh this is this is if i'm not thinking this is the directorial debut of zelda williams Feature, featured directorial featured debut. directorial debut yes how how in your opinion how did she do
1: uh phenomenal this i was so surprised to learn that this was like her her feature debut because she has such a great um, directorial eye and some of the stuff that they do still like style wise is so inventive and creative um, the way that the like opening credits um, are you know created to tell the story kind of as a prequel and then some of the very um, very almost French to some extent there's a lot of that that French vibe to some of the the, the kind of pop out moments uh, where we kind of go into like a dream state for Lisa and some of these other little things that really surprised me because you could have easily have directed this very like straight across the board not really going into like the, the style that is necessary and the style that she's brought to this is what really helps to capture those vibes and i cannot wait to see what she does next i mean off to a really great start so
0: i guess the the major thing and i feel like this might be the most telling thing as far as like what your opinion of this film is let's say that you had like three hours of open spare time and you were next to a movie theater, would you go in and rewatch this movie, even though you've already seen it?
1: A hundred percent, I came straight out of that screening wanting to see it again, and I was like so mad that I saw it so early that I was so far away from the like the next screening date for it because it's so good and like to your point, that is kind of like the highest um honor that I could give a film is like the desire to rewatch it because I have an issue with um, not wanting to rewatch things like ever. Uh, like there's a, there's a few like sitcom type shows and things like that, that I can rewatch. And then like, I have a handful of comfort films that I'll rewatch if they're like on TV, on direct TV somewhere, or if I'm like needing something in the background. But in general, I don't like rewatching things. I'm kind of like one and done. I move on same way with conversations. Weirdly. I don't like hearing the same story more than once. I'll be like, got it. I already, you already told me that. Um, wow,
0: that I'm the wrong person for you to hang around with.
1: It's okay. <laughs> um, like, that's just how I've always been. Um, you know, my friends would want to, like, rewatch movies all the time, and I'd be like, we just watched this the other day. So coming out of this, it left me with such a good feeling that I was like, when is the next possible time that I can see this? Like, when can I own it? I, I want to own the physical DVD of it. Like, I want to continue to watch this in the same way that, like, Movies like Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhand, um, you know, Corpse Bride, all of those movies that were so fundamental. And like my kind of goth, macabre upbringing, <laughs> um, this really seizes on all of that and almost in like the, the perfect crystallization of all of it. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that I liked it so much was because it felt familiar by design,
0: well, so it definitely sounds like Maggie that you really, really enjoyed this movie. I did. So- it, was
1: a, it was an A plus for me. I had zero zero qualms about it. Uh, I just wish it could have been longer, so I could just keep living in that world because it's such a fun. Fun universe that Diablo Cody has created. Uh, And that was like something else that was kind of a surprise for me. I kind of went into this with zero expectations because controversially I didn't like Jennifer's body. Uh, Like it was a fine film, but it wasn't like cult classic in the way that it was for a lot of people. So I was like, I kind of was carrying the baggage of like, do I like Diablo Cody or not love whatever was in the sauce when she was making this one? It worked for me. Um, and it, it was great because I've seen some interviews she's done where she talked about, like, indeed, Lydia Dietz was kind of her inspiration for some of this. And so instantly this movie was made for me on so many levels. Um, and I'm also a little tickled by the fact that the Lisa Frankenstein Twitter um, retweeted my post about being a cemetery girl where I, I shared my, my graduation pictures. Where I,
0: Can we talk about those pictures for a second yeah. and the fact that, that you're wearing a fedora?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was 2011, 2010. Even in
0: 2011, I don't think fedoras were acceptable.
1: I'm sorry. It was twee, and fedoras were indeed a that very... Does,
0: still good, does, that doesn't help.
1: You really <laughs> need to judge me for fedoras, because they were very much... And especially in for the girls who were like the goth girlies, which I very much w- was spiritually, not necessarily in the way that I dressed, but I was very much into the, you know brooding over evanescence and that vibe.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh Skywalker's Academy asks, how was the music, Maggie? Uh
1: the music was great. Uh you very much had like the 80s soundtrack vibes, the Synth, everything like that. It it has an epic, I would say kick-ass soundtrack. And Good. a lot of it is about music too. So there's like there's a, a lot to it about musical stuff. So You will, if you like music and you like 80s music, you're going to enjoy this.
0: So, yeah. So if you have some time, uh, be sure to go check out Lisa Frankenstein and form your own opinion and uh, let us know on social media if your opinions align with Maggie or if maybe you feel a little bit differently about the film. Just, you know, hit us up. Let us know. Uh, That's all that we have time for today. Before we go, though, we're going to dive into the chat a little bit uh, because I feel like we haven't interacted with the chat as much this episode as I'd like to. So let's kind of just dive into a few of the comments that have jumped out at me today. Uh, Earlier on, when we were talking about the game industry and sort of the state of things, Mike Joyce said, rip Xbox. Uh, So this is referring to the fact that Xbox or Microsoft announced that a whole bunch of their like exclusives are gonna be put onto other consoles, including PlayStation. Uh, I understand the sentiment of rip Xbox, but here's, here's my thought on this, Mike uh microsoft is like one of the biggest companies in the world and xbox they recently came out on an earnings call i want to maybe was the most recent one it might have been the one before that they they pointed out that xbox has never been has never been financially like a net positive for them it's always been at a loss so even without exclusives, Xbox isn't going anywhere. It's going to continue to trudge on because it's a brand play at that point. Uh, so I don't think that there's any... All, there's a lot of people who are saying rip Xbox, and I don't think that that is something that we need to be worrying too much about. Maggie, do you have any thoughts on that? That That's uh, very much a me thing, I think. I
1: think <laughs> that's why I was like, hmm, um, I've never played on Xbox except at like friends' houses. So I uh, have never really paid much attention to, uh, Xbox stuff. Um, I mean, I'm all for things that are not exclusive to consoles. I think that exclusivity is uh, very limiting. Uh, and when so much of gaming is about being a community, I think that it is super unfair that you're kind of forced to either be like, I'm strictly a PlayStation person or I'm strictly an Xbox person because financially it's kind of impossible to own every gaming console and then also pay for like the subscription services and like all of the things required. Um, and also people just don't have spaces uh, to have that many gaming consoles. So I am all for uh, killing exclusivity exclusive to
0: you i will also just say that uh as someone who is primarily a pc gamer we've been getting these quote-unquote exclusive games on pc for years now from both microsoft and sony so it doesn't affect me at all uh <laughs> uh okay um where was the where was the other one that i specifically pulled out uh all in the game said, shocked there's no Incredibles 3, given all the sequels that were announced. Uh, yeah, Incredibles 3 is definitely one of those ones that I feel like we've all sort of expected to be coming at some point. But we haven't heard anything even remotely official about it. Um, so that's not one that I'm necessarily shocked wasn't there. But it would have been nice to see it is how i sort of feel about it maggie do you think that we're gonna see an incredibles 3 within our lifetime considering how long it took for us to get incredibles 2
1: i generally don't it feels like they've kind of moved on from the incredibles which is sad because like i think a lot of us really liked incredibles i have very visceral memories of like renting incredibles um from blockbuster um there's a throwback for you um so i don't know i think that they're really focused on things like moana and frozen and zootopia for (laughs) i mean we're not going to get into that on here but i think we know why zootopia performs so well so
0: at least partially
1: yeah (laughs) Um, uh go disney
0: couple more quick comments this one it, we're going to get through quickly just because I want to call it out Carlton Rudder said good evening from the UK great to finally catch a live video after listening to so many podcasts whilst walking my dog here's what I have to say to you if you do not tweet at one of us a picture of that dog I am going to be very upset because now that you have made it a, made us aware of the fact that you have a dog I need to see I, I want to see some cute puppers so uh, please send them our way Uh, and also uh thank you for joining us live uh finally all in the game says thoughts on disney getting into the taylor swift business will her movie do better than hamilton's numbers on disney plus i'm gonna i'm gonna direct this one to you because you're (laughs) you're the you're the taylor swift person
1: yeah um I think it's, I mean, it's a smart play financially for Disney. I think this was a big get. Um, We've obviously had, you know, Lover and uh, Long Pond Studio already on Disney, which were, you know, did fantastically for them. I definitely think it'll likely eclipse Hamilton if it's played right. Um, I do think we are starting to get at a saturation point for Taylor Swift. So it will be interesting to see if that March 15th date, what happens between now and then, because I definitely think we're kind of hitting that post-Grammys. You're starting to see the tide shift uh but i do think obviously people are still kind of kind of come out in droves for that resubscribe to disney plus um i do have a lot of controversial feelings about the way that the Aerostore movie has been handled and its distribution i think that it is um a bit money grubbing to continue to release different versions of it in different platforms But as some people have already noted, it's not dissimilar from the fact that you used to have to buy like three versions of a DVD to get like all the deleted scenes and like all the special features. So it's, it's still very much that, but I I do think that there's a shift now just because uh, economically people are not maybe doing as well as like the heyday of digital media. Uh, So I definitely see where like those arguments are coming in, but I do think it's a really smart play for Disney. Um, It'll be curious to see if they continue to do more of these like concert tour, you know, deals, because I think... I think it it there's obviously a market for it people even who have seen the concert live want to relive that experience um you know i rewatched the reputation tour on netflix a lot before netflix took that off um so i think it's really i think it's a smart play
0: yeah so there you go i have no i have no dog in this fight so i don't have an opinion on it
1: you don't have a dog in this fight but carlton says there's a dog coming so we're going to be getting a
0: dog I, I am looking forward to that As I said, I need, I need some cute puppers. And honestly, if anybody watching has cute dogs and they want to send them, uh, my way on Twitter or any other social media platform, by all means, please hit, please hit me with them. I would love to see them. Uh, and that's all that we have time for here on this episode. Uh, Maggie, do you have anything coming down the pipeline that you want to plug anything you got going on?
1: I have my interviews from the new look coming out next week, as well as my review for the new look, which I'm very excited about. Um, Ben Mendelsohn is delightful. That is the interview that I am the most excited to share. Um, I wish I could have had like an hour with him because he was just absolutely tremendously great. Um, but eight minutes will have to suffice. I'm really excited about that. If you like history, if you are you know interested in World War II, the series is coming out on Apple um, TV Plus next week. And I think it is just tremendous. Uh, so I think a lot of people will enjoy it. It is very heavy, though. Um, do not go into it thinking that you're going to get like a Cliff Notes happy version of, you know, fashion during World War II. It's it's heavy. It's it's a lot.
0: Hmm. Uh- uh, yeah, so definitely check those out. Collider.com, when they come out, you'll be able to find that. You'll also be able to find anything else that we've been working on, including the premium video stuff that I have been putting in, my blood, sweat, and tears, and literally all of my time on. Uh, when What that means is that if you're on the website and you see an uh, article thumbnail that has a little like play button in the corner, that means there's a video element to it. It can be a feature video, which is what I work on. It could be an interview clip. It could be like a... Uh, exclusive like clip from a show or something like that. It could be any of those different things. So go ahead and check those out or just peruse the website and like read all the great coverage that we have over there. Uh, So tomorrow it's going to be you and me, correct?
1: I I believe so.
0: I think so. I'm trying to remember the schedule.
1: I think yeah. it's changed. I, but I think, yeah, I think it's
0: us. Yeah, I think it's us. So uh, be sure to be back here tomorrow, same bad time, same bad place. Uh, and we will bring you even more movie news and discussion. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you next time.